my Lanta. Oh, my Lanta. Angela Bowen here, the host of Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, an unofficial Full House, Fuller House <laughs> podcast. <laughs> I blinked out for a second, sorry. <laughs> All right, welcome to February and a new series. Like in January, we had Jesse's Ladies, and now with February, guess what? We're going to be introduced to Joey's Ladies. In this series, first up, we're going to meet, to know her is to extremely dislike this woman, Patricia Fogarty, or as Joey calls her, Patty Fogarty? <laughs> yeah, apparently she was Joey's college sweetheart. I mean, they it was real, guys, at least on his end. He was going, he says she was the one. I was going to marry her, which, I mean, can we really fault him? I mean, Danny did get married right after high school with Pam, so we can't say, you're too young, Joey. <laughs> All right, also, after this, we are going to jump ahead to season three and meet Stacy in Joey and Stacy and, oh yeah, Jesse. And then, to wrap things up, we're going to meet Roxy Martin, who we've actually met in a previous episode, but this time we are going to get her full force. She's a comedian just like Joey, but her style of comedy, she likes to roast people. And when I say roast people, I mean she likes to call them out and <laughs> just humiliate them, embarrass them. I mean, I would never honestly ever want someone to roast me and just call out all my faults and everything. It's like, I know my faults. I don't need you to put them on display for other people to laugh at. Thank you. So <laughs> that's going to be Joey's funny Valentine. And of course, this February, I cannot speak, even though <laughs> it's December 14th right now. So I'm filming this two months in advance. Sonny Bringas has a birthday, and we are going to be celebrating, you know what, by this time, her birthday is probably already passed, and um, we'll probably already done the episode. Let me double check on her birthday. Sonny Bringas, of course, if you don't know, played Ramona Gibbler in seasons one through five of Fuller House. She was Kimmy and Fernando's daughter. Let's see, Sonny Bringus, February 2nd. So you know what? Yes, more than likely this episode is going to come out beforehand. Let me... <laughs> you think I've never used a cell phone before. Let's see here. We got... Okay, so yeah, it's going to drop on the 3rd of February, so the day after. And then, of course, we're going to have on the 10th... This is how I want to roll them up. The 10th of February, you're getting... Blast from the past. The 17th of February, you're getting Joey's Funny Valentine. And the 24th of February, you are getting 
excuse me, no, you're getting <laughs> on the 17th, Joey and Stacy, and oh yeah, Jesse. And then on the 24th, you're getting Joey's Funny Valentine. How nice that it lined up that there are four Fridays in this month, even though we only have 28 days. I believe in 2024, it's going to be leap year again, and we're going to get that extra day in February the 29th. So, let's go back to Blast from the Past as I figure out my phone and the apps on here. Going back to Full House. Oh my gosh, this thing, I swear. All right. Let's go back to Blast from the Past. You know, I actually did see the movie with a similar title that had Brendan Frazier and Alicia, Alicia Silverstone, Christopher Walken, and Sissy Spacek. To say the movie was okay, I mean, it was. I hadn't seen it. That was one of the DVDs my husband has. So I'm like, you know what? I haven't seen it. And I'm like, eh, it was okay. It didn't it didn't have that wow wow factor. It was just it was just okay. So, of course, see, this is season 2 episode 19 Blast from the Past. It aired April 7th, 1989. In this episode, according to IMDb, Joey gets a phone call from an old girlfriend he had at college 10 years ago. So, if that's 10 years ago, I'm guessing that, well, Joey's the same age as Danny, so they both got to be right around 30. All right, also, as a side plot, Kimmy, quote-unquote, spellbinds DJ and Steph to a very close coexistence that lasts a lot longer than originally anticipated. Danny's obsession with tax codes inspires Michelle to do some monstrous cleaning wow that lasts for like half a second that that would be more of a mini plot because it's like filling in time and gaps in between the main plot and and the side plot (laughs) but i'm sorry i handcuffs guys i said it the last don't play with those things they are dangerous and i'm not just speaking to adults i'm speaking to kids too and i'm not just speaking to kids i'm speaking to adults don't mess with those things trust me well i've never been handcuffed before but um <laughs> i know someone as a kid that played with handcuffs couldn't get them off and they had to call 911 to have a police officer come out and take them off of course, this kid was old enough to know better, but, uh, you know, kids will be kids in the mid-80s, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, again, it's just, Kimmy's all about the magic. They're all doing magic tricks. Like, hey, I got these magic handcuffs. They look like real straight from the police station handcuffs. She handcuffs Stephanie and DJ together. And she puts the thing like, Alakazoo, Alakazam, when I take this handkerchief off, you're not going to be handcuffed together. It doesn't work because guess what? She doesn't have the key. That, honestly, whether you're handcuffed to yourself or you're handcuffed to another person or an inanimate object, that would be panic-inducing. Me just thinking of it is panic-inducing. 
The closest thing I ever had to handcuffs was the the plastic kind you get at the supermarket for like two ninety nine or something. Those things. <laughs> okay, so of course, before I officially get into the episode, I want to let the Tanner newbies, aka new podcast listeners who are just jumping aboard the Tanner train, aka the podcast for the first time, I'm I want to say welcome. I also want to let you know where you can listen to the podcast. If you're listening to it, one of the places is, of course, SoundCloud. The other place is iTunes or Apple Podcasts. Those pretty much are the only two platforms that I plan to have this podcast on. I appreciate other people's suggestions for Anchor, Spotify, Pandora, whatever, you know, all those others out there. But, guys, I'm kind of happy with you know, the yearly subscription that I spend on SoundCloud, so I'll stick with it. But thank you again for the suggestions. So, um, also, the podcast does have an email address. If you guys want to write in, share your favorite Full House or Fuller House memories, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. Also, I put the email address in the episode description, so that way... If you don't want to write it down by hand, you can take a snapshot of it on your phone (laughs) if you want to do that. Also, the podcast does have social media. It does have an Instagram page at podcast or something to that effect. But mainly, if you guys want to reach out, you can also find me on... Facebook. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The only land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will show up. A couple other things about this podcast. One, this is a clean, family-friendly, and as I love to refer to it as an ears of all ages podcast. So you can listen to it with your kids around in the car, doing your housework, getting your groceries. You can listen to it on a speaker. You don't gotta worry about me. With the expletives, the F-bombs, the inappropriateness, you don't got to worry about that. I created this podcast because, yes, there are other Full House and Fuller House podcasts out there. However, not all of them are going to be for ears of all ages. There are going to be some that are rated E for expletive, meaning I'd say like 18 to basically 21 and over with language and just... I'm not saying that they're bad podcasts, because they're not. I do enjoy them, but sometimes you want to have an option that you can listen to and not have to worry about putting it on pause with your kid when your kids are in the room and all that stuff. So, and also I wanted those that grew up with Full House that have kids that are introducing them to the show and want to listen to the podcast, I wanted to be that option for you all. Not too long ago, probably about a few weeks ago, I did upload a podcast, which is a 2022-2023, mainly 2023, podcast schedule for the upcoming year of Full House and Fuller House. As some of you who are regular listeners know, the Full House portion of the podcast will be ending at the end of 2023. And then in 2024, I will be focusing on wrapping up the Fuller House portion. Now, that does not mean that once both shows are done that I'm done with the podcast necessarily. It just means I have to come up with some creative ways 
to uh, keep it full house related and fuller house related. So I'll come up with compilation videos. There's behind the scenes stuff on YouTube that it's really cool that I really would like to dive into. Also, there's Full House Stephanie books that I want to jump into. I think that would be fun as well. And when I say compilation podcast episodes, I kind of, I've been thinking of some in my mind, like, who is the worst side character? Like, if you had to choose between Rusty and Stavros and... And these, honestly, they don't have to have a multi-episode arc. It could even be a one-episode thing, like... In March, I believe, March or April, I'm going to be doing Good Girls Like Bad Boys or something to that effect. Um, a series of three, episodes, three, four episodes where we're going to be meeting Pete from season five. We're going to be meeting, uh, who else? Now, Ryan, honestly, I would not call him really a bad guy. I think it's just a situation. Ryan, of course, was from the Girls Just Want to Have Fun episode where DJ sneaks out, has Becky cover for her because she wants to meet this guy. So that's why I kind of throw that into that camp. Also, we have Bobby from Season 8 and also Ryan from Season 8 which are two guys that Stephanie is into and then finds it like some have redeeming qualities, some really honestly not so much and are full flat out creeps. So even though I'm doing series on some of these characters, I also could throw them into my category of who was like a top five, top 10 of who was the worst character and why. If you guys want to help out with that, you or you can favorite side characters that you wish we could have seen more of, email me at the podcast or send me a Facebook message on the podcast page because I really would love to get such a extensive extensive. If you guys got ideas for compilatory podcast episodes, send them my way because the more the merrier, right? <laughs> All right, so. I think we've pretty much covered it. I think we've covered all the bases. You know, I hope you guys at this point, <laughs> we're in a new year and I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. If you celebrate it, Christmas, Hanukkah, if you celebrate it and a happy new year, hopefully 2023 guys, good things for 2023. Yes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> All right. I've, I've said my piece and I'll leave it at that. Let's jump right into Blast from the Past and meet Patty Bogarty and the Joey's Ladies series. Here we go. Okay, guys. Actually, turns out I totally bypassed everything I normally do when I start the podcast. As in, not just reading the summary of the episode and when the episode aired, but also the rating, which is 6.9 out of 10, based on 283 ratings, according to IMDb. We also have Lisa Alif playing Pattery, Pattery, <laughs> playing Patty Fogarty. She did have a birthday in September, so happy belated birthday. And it looks like the last, she hasn't had a lot of credits, but the last thing she did was an episode of something called Burke's Law in 1995. She started a movie called Anything But Love. 
Let's see what else was she in. Uh, who's the boss? She played someone named Jill in 1989. A movie called Train to Kill. We got a TV movie, Love and Betrayal. She also played a character named Patty in that movie. <laughs> uh, and Patty Fogarty. She also played a character named Aaron in the show Cheers in 89. Let's see what else. We got Dragnet. Charles in Charge. She played Gina. The Colbys. She played Gail Kittredge in two episodes. And she was a performer in the Circus of the Stars. Hashtag 11. All right. Good for you, Lisa. That's awesome. All right. So we got, oh, we got connections. Safety last. A poster for the film hangs in Joey's bedroom. What even is this? It's a movie from 1923. Oh, oh, is this where that came from? A boy leaves his small country town and heads to the big city to get a job. As soon as he makes it big, his sweetheart will join him and marry him. His enthusiasm to get ahead leads to some interesting adventures. Yeah, this is the one where he's like hanging from the clock. In the movie, Look Who's Talking, there's a parody of it as... Kirstie Alley as Molly finds out that her biological clock is ticking because she's like 34. And <laughs> she has this nightmare of herself hanging from a clock and then falling from it. So, do we have any trivia? Oh, we got trivia. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Joey tells Patty that his address is 1882 Gerard. This is a real address in San Francisco, but it is in the Vista. Visitation. I can't even pronounce that word. Visitation. <laughs> v i s i t a c i o n. Sounds like a spelling word. Valley District. It is not the street on which the house in the credits is located. Well, of course it's not. The Popeye doll, doll in Joey's bedroom was a gift from Patty and seen throughout the series. However, Patty is never seen or mentioned again. Well, you know what? We moved on from this lady. She is toxic. Very toxic. And how she ended things with Joey? Very toxic. All right, so we do have some user reviews. One of which I won't be reading because there's inappropriate language. If you guys want to read it, it's got a 6 out of 10. It's by Fried Toast 02, April 14th, 2021. Titled Another One-Off Chick. Favorite, Mitch RMP. This is from March 2nd, 2014. Titled The Second Time Around. He gives this a 7 out of 10. What do you do when an old flame suddenly pops back into your life? Well, you certainly don't accept her phone calls or meet her. You simply hang our you simply hang out all night and talk about old times and fall in love all over again. At least that seems to be what happened to Joey. But Danny was there when Joey got his heart stomped on. He can't stand watching his best friend go down that road again only to be hurt. Now, I've never had a friend that went back with an ex that you know is just no good for them because it, you listen to them complain all the time about how much of a terrible person. Like, I'd never go back. And then they go back to him. And it's just like, why? And it's like, you know what? I'm not going to tell you not to because you're not going to listen. <laughs> so I don't. 
it is what it is, basically. Like, you can only give advice, and it's up to them whether or not they take it or not. But don't sit here and complain about somebody, how horrible they were to you, and then all of a sudden go back to them. Yeah. All right, so, <laughs> meanwhile, Kimmy and DJ are playing Magic Show. DJ and Stephanie get handcuffed together and have to spend the whole night like that until Kimmy can get the key. When she announces her brother is gone for several days, Danny learns the truth. This episode was okay. Joey says something at the end about falling in love with memories. That was pretty thought-provoking for those who are going the second time around with a person. We need to make sure it's a person we love, that the memories... That it's the person we love, the memories we share, not the memories we share. Exactly. I mean, it, it is what it is. And that's, and I'm going to hold off on that until we get there. So this episode was directed by Tom Ricard, Rickard, <laughs> writers, Jeff Franklin, the creator, and Lenny Rips. Leonard Rips credited as Lenny Rips. Of course, before we officially get into the episode, we get the adorable cold open between Jesse and Michelle in her bedroom. He fat shames her, and I don't like this because not only because she's a baby, basically, she's two years old, if that. Why did we think this was acceptable growing up? Why did we always... It just... It just seems like, especially 90s kids movies that we all grew up with, it's like, oh, look, 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 person. <sighs> and now we look at it, it's like, what was wrong with us? So, it was like, oh, you're getting us. Yeah, he actually says, whoa, Michelle, lift up your, let's see your tum-tum. Let's see your tummy. Wow, you're getting as fat as your Uncle Jesse. What? I don't like this, guys. I don't like it. Oh, he says you're getting fatter than your Uncle Jesse. Because Michelle's wearing like a little, an undershirt. He's like, quit, put the sweater on. And Michelle, claiming her independence, says, no, I do it. He's like, oh, you'll do it. Oh, okay, well, here you go, pumpkin. Have at it. And of course, like anyone doing something on their own sometimes for the first time, they struggle. They're like, Help! Help! <laughs> Jesse's like, you know what? You put the sweater on. I'm going to go over here and read a book. <laughs> and Michelle tries, but, you know, trying to figure out the armholes. Oh, there's two of them. Oh, there's this big hole at the top. What's up? Or, oh, it's for my head, basically. Yeah. Yeah, he even asks, like, honey, are you sure you don't want any help? And she crosses her arms, basically. No, I do it. She is independent. She's doing stuff for herself. Good for you, pumpkin. Good for you. You show that independence. Like, okay, well, that's fine with me. I'll just sit down and catch up on my Dr. Seuss. Uh, Michelle, oh, she's got one arm and one sleeve, and then she's got her head coming out the, the top hole, and then she's got her arm up there, and she's like, help! We're like, oh, oh, you need my help, huh? So basically, all right, we got to put that hand through there. Okay, good. Now you got to put the head through there. There you go. Sweater is on. And he's like, gosh, I told you it was a two-man job. Didn't I say that, Michelle? And she says, I did it. Yeah, she's not going to let him take any credit for that. Like, hey, I got it on 95% of the way. I just need it. Her head was mostly through the hole. So all she really needed was to redirect her arm through the armhole. And Jesse's like, well, I, I helped. And she said, 
I did it. What a cute, oh, this is so adorable. I really liked it. Monsieur Tommy, Monsieur. Oh my gosh, you're getting fatter than your Uncle Jesse. Quick, put the sweater on. No, I do it. You know, are you sure you don't want any help? No, I do it. Oh, feeling a little independent, are you? Okay, that's fine with me. I'll just sit down and catch up on my Dr. Seuss. <laughs> I told you it was a two-man job. I did it. Oh, it helped. I did it. So we're down in Joey's bedroom, basement apartment, basically. They got J&J Creative Services set up down there with Jesse's keyboard, a old monitor well current for 1989 we got michelle hanging out down there we got joe just creative juices are not flowing jesse's sitting in a chair throwing darts at a dartboard we got joey laying back on his bed and he's just throwing a small basketball up and down Nothing's coming to I guess they're on Michelle duty too. So they're work they're trying to find inspiration for the uh ad that they're working on. Joey sits up and asks Jesse, Hey Jess, uh any thoughts on that muffler commercial yet? I I oh my gosh, I love this. The tile in Joey's bathroom is like royal blue with and it's the wall tile. It's the wall tile. And then, like, a line of red through it. And I, I love it. Oh, my. The set designer. I'm giving you an applause. I love that. Two favorite colors. Red and blue. And Jesse says, no, I haven't. But, hey, I found something interesting. Look, if you shake a pencil just right, it looks like it turns to rubber. See? And it's funny because... <laughs> I remember in the I'm Not DJ episode, Danny was fascinated with that as well. Like, hey, look, a rubber pencil. <laughs> Danny comes down and is like, hey, you guys working? And Michelle's coloring. She shakes her head, no. I love how Joey, like, snarls like, snitch. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Danny with his taxes. He, uh, He's like, oh, I love this time of year. First spring cleaning, and now it's income tax time. Who honestly, who honestly loves tax time? I don't, I mean, I guess if you're an accountant, you must love it because otherwise you wouldn't be an account an accountant. I mean, that's your that's your business from like Jan end of January through well, whenever I'm guessing April. <laughs> that's the account um tax people's busy time. So, I mean, honestly, if you didn't love accounting, you wouldn't be an accountant. The phone's ringing and Michelle gets up. I'll get it. Oh, 
that is a cool phone. And I'm always saying that because it's red. Like the base of it, the base of it is red, and then the keypad is is black with a black uh, background, and then the actual phone itself is black. And it's just like, oh. I mean, honestly, I mean, I was never really a huge fan of the lip phone. It's just bleh. Michelle picks it up and she says, "Hello, hi, lady." Jesse's face is so elated with a light, it was just glee. He is just like, ah! and even then, Joey and Danny like, oh, where's my camera? I need to, like, make this a Kodak moment. She's answering the phone. Does it get any more adorable than that? Okay, well, somebody grabbed that phone from her because she says, I went poo-poo in the potty. <laughs> okay, let's hope that's a telemarketer. <laughs> oh, gosh. I hope that's the wrong number because that's their number for their ad agency. Someone could be calling in. Their boss, Mr. Malatesta, could be calling them, getting them more work or something. Like You don't know. I mean, he already knows that, you know, the guys live there with the three girls. But at least... Stephanie and DJ would, at their age, of course, have sense not to pick up a phone that is like, well, that's clearly your business line. I'm not going to answer that unless you want me to. Do you want me to? You don't? Okay. He he goes up, rushes over and says, will you give me that, huh? And he starts in with this, hey, Double J Creative Services. J, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, he's right here. Can I say who's calling? Oh, okay. And he's like, oh, hold on a sec. Hey, Joey, it's Patty Fogarty on the phone. Do you know her? Oh, you do? Okay, hold on. Yeah. Yeah, he, he says he knows you. So, yeah. So, should I give the phone to him? Or can I keep asking you questions? And when Jesse reveals who it is, just Joey's face is just like, Patty? And Danny says, Fogarty. Like, he knows this woman. And he is, like, thinking, why in ten years... Why is this lady calling you, Joey? Remember what she did to you? Because I remember that. Wow, Danny is furious. You probably had to help Joey mend his broken heart. It's like, I'm not going through that again. It was tough enough the first time. Joey, you don't remember? Let me remind you. And Jesse says, uh, hold on, please. Who is Patty Fogarty? And Joey tells Jesse, she's my old girlfriend from college. I, I can't talk to her. How about I don't want to talk to her? Now I'd be like, you know, give me the phone. Hey, why are you calling me out of the blue after 10 years? I thought we were done. You clearly made sure of that when you broke up with me. Oh, you're divorced now? Oh, great. Good for you. Good luck in the dating pool. And then you hang up. Jesse clearly, you know, Joey didn't tell him the whole story. It's like, Joey, come on, say hello. And Joey tells Jesse, Jess, you don't understand. Patty was the one. He says, I was going to ask her to marry me. Dude, uh, uh, you were right into college. You really, you were ready to settle down and start a life with so much. Mmm. And, of course, Danny cuts in right here with, yeah, until she walked out on you. No phone call. No goodbye. And Joey says, well, I mean, she left me a note. It's like, 
Yeah, on her new boyfriend's stationery. What does that tell you? You know, I bet anything. I could see Pam, honestly, like, giving this lady an earful. Like, hey, how dare you hurt my husband's best friend? How dare you? Jesse, of course, has got the phone up against his chest so that way she can't hear all the stuff in the background. She's, ouch. Danny does not want to see Joey hurt again. So face it, Joey, she ripped out your heart, threw it on the ground, and did the Mexican hat dance on it. And Jesse's like, oh, look, here he is. Now he can talk. And Jesse's like, come on, Joey, talk. And Joey says, don't worry, I'll talk to her. But I'm not going to see her. As soon as he gets on the line, he folds. He caves. He's like, hey, Patty, come on over. 1882 Gerard Street's my address. You need directions? He says, hello, Patricia. I like how he tries to be formal at first. Just come on over. So he says, I'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock. And here we all are sh shaking our heads like, oh, Joey, man, why are you doing this to yourself, man? That's another thing. Yeah, it's just something you don't, you don't know. Some, again, it just goes back to, you know, your friend saying something you just don't like at all. And you're like thinking, why? person they're just terrible to them and it's just you shake your head because you're like no matter what you say it's like you're talking to a wall and it's just like <sighs> nothing to learn time's not going to be any different but i'll be there to help pick up the pieces because that's the kind of friend i am <laughs> danny's just side-eyeing joey just shaking her it's like man why are you doing this to yourself? And Joey says, hey, she said please. And Danny says, hey, why don't you just leave your heart on the doorstep? But she can wipe your feet on it. Come on, Jesse. He's like, Daniel, can't you see that this was the great love of his life? He's like, man, we're talking about romance here. Oh, grief. They were in college. Jesse says, besides, my boy can make his own decisions. So... Jesse says, okay, Joseph, this is what you're going to do when you see her. You're going to tell her everything you wanted to say. You're going to sweep her right off her feet. See, he can make up his own mind. Danny again, pantomimes ripping out a heart, throwing it on the ground, and doing the supposed Mexican hat dance. So, Jess, any thoughts on that muffler commercial yet? Well, I found something very interesting. If you shake a pencil just right, it looks like it turns to rubber. See? <laughs> hey, you guys working? No. Snitch. <laughs> oh, man, I love this time of year. First spring cleaning, and now it's income tax time. I get it. Hello. Well, they didn't need to hear that. I hope that's a wrong number. Will you give me that, huh? Double J Creative Services, Jason. Oh, yeah, it's right here. Can I say who's calling? Hold on a second. Joey, it's a Patty Fogarty. Patty? Fogarty. Hold on, please. Who is Patty? Fogarty. <laughs> She's my old girlfriend from college. 
I can't talk to her. Joey, say hello. Jess, you don't understand. Patty was the one. I was going to ask her to marry me. Until she walked out on you. No phone call, no goodbye. She left me a note on her new boyfriend's stationery. <laughs> Ouch. Face it, Joey. She just ripped out your heart and threw it on the ground and did the Mexican hat dance on it. Ah, <laughs> oh, look, here he is now. Talk. Don't worry, I'll talk to her. But I'm not going to see her. Hello, Patricia. Come on over. <laughs> My address is 1882 Gerard. I'll see you tonight at 7. Mm -hmm. All right. Hey, she said please. Why don't you just leave your heart on the front doorstep so she can wipe her feet on it? Daniel, can't you see this is the great love of his life? Man, we're talking about romance here. Besides, my boy can make his own decisions. Now, Joseph, what you're going to do is you're going to see her, you're going to tell her everything you always wanted to say, and then you're going to sweep her right off her feet. See, he can make his own mind up. <laughs> All right, so we're going to go to the girls' room, and they are Kimmy, someone being the music musician. She's being a magician. She's got an empty tube. An empty tube. <laughs> She's got an empty tube, which uh, opens and closes. And she says, all right, say the magic words. And Michelle says, please and thank you. And from the tube, she pulls out fake multicolored flowers. Uh, weak sauce there. But I do like Kimmy's shirt. It's got neon pink, Crayola canary yellow, and some handprints with a circle on I think it's cute. I would definitely keep that in a runner-up best outfit of the episode so far. And of course, apparently, DJ and Kimmy are either impressed or they're just being, uh, <laughs> they're just humoring Kimmy. <laughs> or maybe they're really impressed. I don't know. Michelle says, good magic. DJ gets up and is like, oh, let me do the trick that you taught me. Let's see what we got here. We got a whole bunch of stuff. We got magic dust. We got a black top hat. We got like those wind up teeth that chatter. There's a magic eight ball. There's just a whole handful of stuff. Oh, and DJ takes the, it's like a black drop, uh, a black mini black curtain that has two hands two fake hands on it and then she also like shows that she's throwing a ball up and it's almost like how are you doing that <laughs> oh she's holding it with one hand and then the other one is the hand support and then she's got a ball a yellow ball that's moving from one end of this black sheet to the other and she's like tossing it up and Stephanie asks her like how do you do that and she says a magician never reveals their secrets. Oh, she drops it as Stephanie catches it and says, Oh, DJ, you dropped your ball of mystery. She goes and takes it and grabs it with her hand. And Stephanie's like, hey. She's like, so I had th three hands, so what? Okay, here we go. Kimmy's going to show you. You want to see real magic? I'm going to show you some real magic. So watch this. Because I need two volunteers. And of course, Michelle is like, me, 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 me. It's like, no, what I'm going to do requires someone a little older 
that won't get me in hot water. <laughs> I love how Kimmy completely ignores Michelle. Like, me, me, me. Uh, I'll pick you and you. <laughs> Michelle's so disappointed. Like, ah, oh, not. She throws down the fake bouquet of flowers and walks out of the room like, forget this. I'm out of here. Kimmy, you're a terrible me <laughs> magician. Your your tricks are mediocre at best. It's just like, oh my gosh, Miss Kid. Such attitude at such a young age. So, I don't know where she got those solid steel handcuffs from because they look pretty real to me. So she asks, oh, have we ever met before? And Stephanie says, yeah, unfortunately, we have. <laughs> TJ laughs at that. <laughs> and Stephanie's saying, unfortunately, we have. She better not put those too tight either. Oh my gosh, I don't like that. Put that magic scarf and place it over the handcuffs. Oh, you don't need to make sure they're good and tight because you're not part of the key. Oh my gosh. Just don't change, oh, you're free. And she whips off this red scarf and they're still attached to each other. She's like, get this off of me, Gibbler. Both Stephanie and DJ like yank the handcuffs. And it's like, no, we're not. See? Kimmy says, I'll go home and get the key. If your dad finds out, he'll call my mom and she'll make my life disappear. Oh, she'll tell my brother I took his magic set. He'll make my life disappear. And Stephanie says, he already made your brain disappear. <laughs> DJ finds that funny. <laughs> it's like, hey, you put us in handcuffs. I, I get to laugh at you. Kimmy looks at DJ like, why are you laughing at me? I'm like, hey, we're in handcuffs, and you say you can get them off, and you're not. So I'm going to laugh at your expense. As you can see, I have here an empty tube. Michelle, say the magic words. Please, I thank <laughs> Ta-da! Yay! Good magic! <laughs> Let me do the tricky talk. And now, the ball of mystery. DJ, you dropped your ball of mystery. Thanks. Hey! So I have three hands. So what? Let's get back to some real magic. I need two volunteers. Me, me, me. I'll pick you and you. As luck. <laughs> I have here a pair of solid steel handcuffs. Now, have we ever met before? Unfortunately, we have. <laughs> I place the handcuffs on my two lovely volunteers. This better work. Now, I take the magic scarf and place it over the handcuffs. Let me make sure they're good and tight. No. Okay. Mm, presto changeo, you're free. No, we're not. I'll go home and get the key. If your dad finds out, he'll call my mom, and she'll tell my brother I took his magic set, and he'll make my life disappear. He already made your brain disappear. <laughs> So, Jesse's eating chicken. He comes into the living room, sees Danny at the couch and coffee table, working on his taxes, and Jesse's like, 
Why don't you just, you're still doing your taxes? Why don't you do the short form? I mean, it took me like 10 minutes. And I'm thinking, really? Shouldn't he have a professional? I mean, he does have his own business. So there's probably going to be a lot of things he's going to want to deduct and everything. Because he's like, hey, I use the short form. And I just think, like, if you have a business, I just, I think maybe going to a professional might help. But Danny's like, look, if you would just take the time to read your tax codes, I'd be like, no, I'm paying someone to do my taxes for me, so I don't have to do that. Giant book that looks about the size of the Deathly Hallows, Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows, which was like, what, seven, eight, nine hundred pages long? Good golly. Study. Learn. No, I don't want to learn that. And save. And Jesse says, snooze. And Danny sounds like a commercial for tax people. You may be entitled to a refund of hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. And Jesse's eyes, you basically see dollar signs in his eyes. He's like, give me the book. Joey comes in wearing a thin pinstripe suit. And Jesse's like, whoa, Joey, you gotta look like you got a hot date tonight. Joey's dressing this way because he wants to show Patty what she's been missing in the last 10 years. Well, let's see if her old boyfriend, who we find out she just got divorced from after 10 years, who's had his own stationery in college, which he must have been really hoity-toity for that. I don't know. But, I don't know. I just... With Joey and his comedy, and now he's, you know, helping Danny out, raising three girls. Just the amount of very few accomplishments in Joey's life in the last ten years. I mean, what is he... Basically what she's going to see, and I'm not trying to dump on Joey, but it's just like... Okay, so you're a stand-up comic who occasionally gets gigs, and you live in your best friend's basement apartment. So if you take that basement apartment equation out of it, there really isn't a lot of achievements. Well, I mean, he does have the business with Jesse, so I can't say he hasn't had any accomplishments in 10 years. Joey's nervous. He's like, oh, what do you think? And Danny says, Joey, don't try to impress her. She clearly wasn't impressed with you back in college. That's why she left you. And now she's come back for what? Because she just got divorced and she wants to relive old memories. Remembering how funny Joey used to be and how much fun they used to have. Girl, you're 30, okay? <laughs> um, Playtime is over. You need to reevaluate your life. You want funny, you can find funny people wherever. You can find, you want a funny guy, you can go find a funny guy wherever in 1989. Why do you gotta, like, upend Joey's life? He's got a good thing going on, and now you gotta come and disrupt that. After Danny says, Joey, don't try to impress her. He says, hey, what? I just want to show her what she gave up ten years ago. Yeah, what she gave up ten years ago. Joey, honestly, you got the better deal. Okay, honestly, that woman is all kinds of toxic. Joey is so nervous. It's almost like he's being set up on a blind date. 
It's like, I don't know if I can. And, and, and Jesse's like, hey, man, man, no, 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 no. You do everything we worked on, all right? Yo, Joseph the fly, zip your fly. Thank you. It's like, be cool, be smooth, be a heartbreaker. So he opens the door, and there she is. She's like, oh, Joey, hi. And he's oh, hi, Patty. You look great. So he makes a lame joke, like, oh, did you bring back my Peter Frampton album? Okay, I got I, this. The name sounds familiar, but I gotta look him up. Guessing if he's talking about a Peter Frampton album, I don't know why I thought I heard of this person, because there does not sound like anything I've heard of. It's got that womp, 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 like, like Crimson and Clover kind of whatever type of instrument they're using. Oh, okay, no, I have heard of this song, Show Me the Way. Okay. I think I was mixing it up with another song that I think might be titled the same, or it just got the Show Me the Way. I'll have to look that up. Um, I was confusing it with another song called Show Me the Way by Styx. I'm like, because it was playing in my head, I'm like, what is that song? I'm like, oh, so I was listening, and, and yep, I'm thinking of the Styx song. Peter Frampton, honestly, I don't think, that sounds like a 1970s that just sounds like what Joey would be into for the time. And she's like, oh, you're still making me laugh after all this time. I'd be like, no, seriously, where's my Peter Frampton album? I would love to listen to it. He introduces Jesse, and of course, oh, you remember Danny, right? And she shakes Jesse's hand and is like, oh, yeah, Joey has told me so much about you. And of course, Joey's doing that across the throat like no sorry uh, I, but just oh uh, nothing specific you know just mostly good thank you they were vague vague but good nothing you know he's told me nothing about you i'm surprised that danny actually goes over and shakes her hand she's like, danny tanner i'm so what if she knew she's like oh how's pam Oh, she doesn't say that, but I'm like, what if she did know Pam? And it's just like, how is Pam? Oh, I'm so sorry, Danny. And it, she's like, oh, wow, boy, seeing you and Joey together brings back a lot of memories. And Danny can't help but leave a cutting remark saying, you know, seeing you again must bring back a lot of uh, memories for Joey that he probably would want to forget. Yeah, and then she turns to Joey's like, you know, I think it's great you and Danny are still friends after it. Danny, enough with the Mexican hat dance pantomiming. It's weird. Especially because he's doing it right in the room with Pat Patty Fogarty right there. Oh yeah, Danny, I forgot how weird you were. Uh, still the same way I see. Okay. Reminiscing always makes me feel like dancing. <laughs> yeah. So Joey's like... Come on, Patty, I'll show you my room with all my fun, cool stuff for nostalgia's sake. And Jesse said, oh, come on, Danny, you look depressed. Cheer up. The tax code. Danny's got that tax code book memorized. You know he does. Still doing your taxes? Why don't you just fill out the short form, man? It took me ten minutes. You wouldn't ask such silly questions if you would take the time to read your tax codes. Study. Learn. <laughs> Save. Snooze. <laughs> you may be entitled to a refund of hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. Give me that book. <laughs> Whoa! Woo. Well, what do you think? Joey, don't try to impress her. What? I just want to show her what she gave up ten years ago. Yeah. I, 
don't know if I can no, 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 just, just do everything we worked on. Be cool, be smooth, be a hat breaker. Okay, go get him, killer. Joseph, the fly, the fly. <laughs> Joey. Hi. Hi, Patty. You look great. Did, uh, did you bring back my Peter Frampton album? Oh, you're still making me laugh. Um, this is my roommate, Jesse Katsopoulos. Hi. Hi. How are you? Yeah, hi. She always told me so much about you. Yeah? Uh, nothing specific, you know, uh, mostly good things. They were vague, but... but okay, Jesse. <laughs> Who is this woman? Patty, you remember Danny? Hi. Danny, hi. How you doing? Boy, seeing you and Joey together brings back so many memories. I'll bet seeing you brings back a few memories for Joey, too. I think it's great. You and Danny are still friends. <laughs> Reminiscing always makes me feel like dancing. <laughs> Patty, why don't we go down to my room? It's kind of hard to talk in the middle of a fiesta. Oh, come on. You look depressed. Cheer up. Read the tax code. So Joey takes Patty down to his basement apartment. And he says, I moved down here to help Danny raise his three girls. And everything seems to be working out great. She looks at him. She doesn't say anything like, oh, that's great, or I'm proud of you. Or, I mean, she doesn't say any of that. She's like, oh, Joey, you haven't changed a bit. And she hugs him. She only wants one thing from Joey, and obviously it's not to hear about his supposed accomplishments in the last decade. So when she goes to hug Joey, he's just standing there with his arms open as she wraps her arms around his neck. And it's almost like he doesn't know how to really process this. Like... You took off, you broke up with me, you broke my heart, and now you're all, you've come back into the picture, and now you're hugging me, and it's just, he, he does not, when she breaks away from the, when she pulls back, it's, he is confused, he's almost like, what's going on here, why are you doing this? Yeah, he, he finally asks, like, Patty, just out of curiosity, why are you here? Well, she says she was married for a while, a while meaning a decade, because she just got divorced. So I was going to say, um, so this is uh, Michael Winchester that you just got divorced from, the guy you left me for. Uh-huh. Wow. And she says, well, and I started thinking, when was the last time in my life I was really happy? So you're rebounding from your divorce to your college boyfriend and she says when I was with you like girl you don't get to come in to just drop into his life and say stuff like this you don't want to know who this reminds me of who do you think Carrie Fowler from season four's one last kiss she dropped out of sight and expected Jesse to drop everything Jesse who at that time that they meet up at his reunion at their reunion He's engaged. She's like, you don't expect, you're not going to not honor your promise, right? You promised me in 10 years we would come back to the same spot and pick up where we left off. It's just, it's, see, it's, 
It's so, she's pulling a Carrie Fowler right now. She says, I just wanted to touch that part of my life again. <sighs> I mean, it's one thing. Why would you want to connect with your ex after you broke their heart? Why do you even think that? I still don't understand why Joey even asked her to come over, let alone even, I'm surprised he didn't refuse to talk on the phone. Like, girl, I got nothing to say to you. You, you broke me and left me to pick up the pieces. And now you just, all of the blue, you just want to reconnect because you're divorced now? So he's like, yeah, I'm sure, yeah, he, he says, well, I'm sure there were a lot of great times, but, you know, I just, I don't know. And she sees the Popeye doll, that's where Joey got it. I'm surprised he even saved that. I think it's just the fact that he loves Popeye, and he's got the Bluto doll and olive oil, and he didn't want to break up the set. Because she's oh my gosh, you still have the doll I gave you. She sits down on his bed and says, oh, you remember the first time you did the voice for me? And he says, yeah, it was uh, it was right after our first kiss. Remember, I went, blow me down. He says, wow, I, I can't do pop. I'm sorry. Just, uh, no. Because he sits down next to her on the bed, which, <laughs> this is too, too, it's too personal. Because this is a room where he sleeps. It's just your, mm, but. She says, you know, anytime I need a really good laugh. So she's just basically using Joey as a pick-me-up after she divorced her, her ex-husband. She says, whenever I need a really good laugh, I think about the first time I saw you. And he's like, oh no, not halftime at the homecoming game. 56,000 people waiting to see the crowning of the homecoming queen. 56,000? Really? Probably more like 5,600. There's this maniac streaking the full length of the football field in high tops and nothing but high tops and a Nixon mask. Buck naked. You know, I've never cared for the term buck naked. I never have. I just, I don't like it. Yeah, he's like, I was not buck naked. I was wearing high tops and a Nixon mask. Yes, but nothing in the middle where it counts. Yeah, it just, I was thinking about this today. It just reminds me of, um, now I was not a heavily, a heavily watcher of that 70s show. I do remember the episode where whatever president at the time was coming to speak in the small town of, uh, whatever town that they, Place Point or what, wh wherever, uh, they lived at. And I guess Red got to ask a question, and while he's fumbling and stumbling over his words, trying to get the words out at the podium to ask the president, Eric comes in, Eric Foreman, played by <laughs> Topher Grace, comes in with a Nixon mask, a tan, like, uh, trench coat, and he's, he's wearing nothing. He's got nothing on underneath that. And it's just, he's basically there to, to flash everybody with the Nixon mask. And I'm just like, why was this ever a thing that people did? And why would they think that people would want to see that? I want to pull a prank. There are so many pranks out there in the world that you could do that don't involve that. 
bearing yourself for the world to see. She looks at him. She turns to him because they're sitting next to each other on his bed. And she says, I miss all the fun we had. Yeah, that's all you miss about him. You don't even like him as a person. You just like that he made you laugh a couple times. That's not enough to come into someone's life and disrupt everything that's going on. She puts a, her arm around his the back of his neck, and he looks at her. He, he's like being pulled in under her spell. He says, it was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Yeah, when you were like... 19, 20 years old. You're not 19 years old anymore, Joey. And then he, he stands up from the bed and starts you know, walking away. He's like, yeah, until you walked out on me. Like, oh yeah, remember that, Patricia? He is so angry. And the thing is, Dave Coulier, out of all the character, the actors on this show, the ones that seem to... Joey, out of the three guys, is the one that when he gets angry, he gets full-on livid angry. He is, like, he is one of those people that, you know, they're they're nice and everything, but there's what they're the type of people you do not push them because they will hit a dark side, and it, it's not pretty. They're the people you don't want to make angry. He whirls around her. He's like, how could you do that to me? You never even said goodbye. You just took off with Michael Winchester. Left me a lousy note. He he is gutted. He honestly is like he's reliving that all over again. He asks her, do you know how much that hurt me? Do you have any idea what you put me through? She will not even look at him. She says, I wanted to say goodbye. I just I just couldn't face you. I'm thinking, but you're talking now. You had a, the gall to phone him ten years later. Why? Because you wanted to reconnect? No, because your marriage ended. And you were looking for a fun time. I, ugh. She is honestly, I don't know which one. I think honestly, if I had to choose between her and Carrie Fowler from One Last Kiss, Carrie Fowler's at the top, 100%. She expected Jesse to drop everything, to break off his engagement with Becky, who he'd been dating for two and a half years, almost eloped with, to commit to the promise that they made. Uh-huh. I don't think so. These women are toxic. She she says, I'm so sorry. Girl, you don't look it. That is the least sincere words coming out of her mouth. Joey says, I still don't know why you left me for Michael. She gets up off the bed and goes over to him and says, because despite all the fun we were having, I needed some romance in my life. What was Joey? Was he just Mr. Comedian? And he just could never take him seriously? I wanted someone to sweep me up in their arms and say, I love you. And Joey says, I said I love you. And she says, yeah. As Peppy Le Pew, Yosemite Sam, the Tasmanian Devil. I wanted to hear you say it. 
I mean, in a way, honestly, I can see that part of it where, and the thing is, what we know about Joey is, yes, he is a comedian, and you do sometimes deflect your feelings, especially when you're uncomfortable. Sometimes you reflect with, or deflect with humor. I mean, it's just, when things are serious, sometimes you don't know how to really express your feelings so you resort to making jokes you're not trying to be mean but you just don't know any other way to process and if this is the case if this was 10 years prior they were 19 20 years old how long have they honestly been dating because he says it was his college girlfriend so they met in college so what after one year of going to college you're, I mean, there is no set time for you to say I love you to somebody. It's, it's definitely, those are not words you just throw out because you're wrapped up in a moment. That I love you, those words are so powerful that you know when the time is right to say them. You don't just say them willy-nilly like, oh, we just went on a really fun roller coaster ride or, oh, it's so romantic. We were on the Ferris wheel together. And you just blurt it out. It's like, I'm just, I mean, I'm just saying this. Just take your time with people. Don't just throw out I love you just because you're wrapped up in a moment. It just pops out. When you love someone, you know because you feel it deep down inside of yourself because you really know the person. And yes, this can even be a Tanner teachable moment in a way. Because I wasn't the first one to say I love you in my relationship. Actually, the other person was. The reason I didn't say it first is because I wasn't ready yet to say it. It's such a profound emotion. There's such profound three big words. She says, yeah, you said I love you as, as Bullwinkle, Yosemite Sam, Elmer Fudd. And Joey looks at her and he's like, I can't believe you didn't know how I felt about you. And the, the thing is, honestly, with that, I, I, I just, as sweet and as good-hearted as Joey is, I don't see, I couldn't be in a relationship with some, like, I just, I don't know. There's a time to be, you know, funny and goofy and stuff, and there's a time to be serious. And I think sometimes he jokes more than than necessary to be honest I just mm. he's like 85% funny and 15% serious but she's still 100% in the wrong here and Joey says Patty I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you buddy that is a big jump especially at such a young age and I know they say the saying when you know you know but the rest of your life is forever. That is a very long time. A lot can happen in a, a year's time. A lot can happen in 10 years' time. She embraces him, and he does wrap his arms around her. And Joey says, you know, for 10 years, I've wondered what it would feel like to hold you again. And she pulls back and looks at him and says, well, how does it feel? And he says, wonderful. And they kiss. 
just, it breaks my heart because she is hurting him. She is going after him for her own selfish reasons because she ended her marriage and she's looking to revisit old memories and just jumps into Joey's life. And it's just, it, it hurts me because I know that he's going to be hurt. And Joey says after they break away from the kiss, I really did love you. I don't think I ever stopped. And they kiss again. So I moved in here to help Danny raise the three girls, and everything seems to be working out great. You haven't changed a bit. Oh, Joey. <sighs> Patty, just out of curiosity, why are you here? Well, I was married for a while, and I just got divorced. And I started thinking... When was the last time in my life I was really happy? When I was with you. I just wanted to touch that part of my life again. Yeah, there were a lot of great times, but, Patty, come on, think. Oh, Popeye, you still have the doll I gave you. Oh! You remember the first time you did the voice <clears throat> for me? Yeah, it was right after our first kiss. Remember, I went, hut, gut, gut, whoa. <laughs> you know, anytime I need a really good laugh, I think about the first time I saw you. Oh, no, not halftime at the homecoming game. Yep. 56,000 people waiting to see the crowning of the homecoming queen, and there's this maniac streaking the full length of the football field. Buck <laughs> <Not> naked. <laughs> I was not buck naked. I was wearing high tops and a Nixon mask. I miss all the fun we had. It was a lot of fun, wasn't it? Till you walked out at me. How could you do that to me? You never even said goodbye. You just took off with Michael Winchester and left me a lousy note. Do you know how much that hurt? Do you have any idea what you put me through? I wanted to say goodbye. I just couldn't face you. I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah. I still don't know why you left me for Michael. Because, despite all the fun we were having, I needed some romance in my life. I, I wanted someone to sweep me up in their arms and say, I love you. I said, I love you. Yeah, as Bullwinkle, Yosemite Sam, Elmer Fudd. I wanted to hear you say it. I can't believe you didn't know how I felt about you. Patty, I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. You know, for 10 years, I've wondered what it would feel like to hold you again. How's it feel? Wonderful. I really did love you. I don't think I ever stopped. So Danny's got all of his tech stuff all spread out. He saved all his receipts. I was just asking my husband about that. What receipts 
would you say for write-offs? I mean, Danny works on Wake Up San Francisco. It's not like Jesse and Joey that own their own business and most likely have to save receipts for expenses that they can deduct. What <laughs> what exactly can Danny deduct from his job based on the receipts? Oh, well, I had to buy some more suits for Wake Up San Francisco. Can I deduct those? <laughs> deduct my wardrobe? I, I have no idea. <laughs> Everything is so nice and neat, right? Here comes Jesse with a shoebox filled with crumpled up receipts for the last 12 months. And as he's coming down the stairs, <laughs> I mean, if you were saving all that stuff, it's like stuff he's probably pulled out of pockets and out of his car and everything, these receipts. He's like, is the long form really going to make me more money? It's like, pfft. Danny ain't no accountant. He don't. What? Come on. I just. I, him and Joey both. It's like you guys need to go together, like to a professional. I mean, or separately to a professional when it comes to owning your own business, which I don't do. But I would imagine you'd want. You mess anything up on that, the IRS is coming for you. They are gonna want their money. And it turns out, we're going to learn that Jesse owes. He does not get anything back. And, and it's not like you send the forms in anyway. So you could just say, okay, Danny, I'm going to take this, what you've done, and I'm going to go to... Because Danny could have missed something. You never know. It's always good to have professional accountant eyes look over your stuff. They are crammed so hard into the shoebox that when he dumps it out on the coffee table, it's like two collective bricks of receipts. I'm sure some of them probably even melted into each other, so whether they're even going to be legible, they won't count. He's like, alright, let's start with this one. This is good. This is where I took my boss to lunch. Um, You took Mr. Malatesta to lunch? Did you... Did Joey go with you? I don't think you can count that. I really don't think so. We got two quarter pounders and a french fry. I take it they shared the french fry? <laughs> I don't think you can deduct that. I mean, back in, like, 1989, what would that have been? Maybe $5 if that? I mean, did they get drinks to go with them? That's just cute. Jesse asks, now, would that be considered a uh, McWrite-Off? <laughs> Get it? McWrite-Off? <laughs> Come on, Danny! You're the one who's making it. supposed to say, oh, be happy you're doing your taxes. No, Danny's just, again, he's just perturbed about Joey and Patty and worried about, you know, Dan Danny, Joey's a big guy. Take care of himself. I know you're worried about him getting hurt again, but he can take care of himself. It's not your problem to take care of. You don't have to. You don't have to baby Joey. He is not Michelle. He can take care of himself. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm sorry, Jess. I'm just, I'm worried about Joey. I mean, how long does it take to say, Patty, I never want to see you again? He could have just said that over the phone and saved himself a visit. And Jesse's like, Danny, don't worry about it, okay? It's going to be fine. Joey can take care of himself. But Danny's just like, oh, I just hope he doesn't fall back under her spell. Here come Joey and Patty. Hugging, laughing, kissing. Uh, 
Jesse is all grins, and Danny is just like, you know he wants to say something to her, but he respects Joey too much to butt in. Joey and Patricia, I guess they decide to uh, just go out to eat or whatever, you know, celebrate their newfound love. <laughs> just like, see, there's nothing to worry about. Doing my taxes is really neat. I'm so cool, I saved all my receipts. This long form's really gonna make me more money. Let's get to it. I found these receipts from last year. <laughs> all right, let's start with this one. Oh, this is good. This is where I took my boss to a nice lunch there. We got uh, two quarter pounders and a french fry. <laughs> now, would that be considered a McRideoff? <laughs> get it? Come on, McRideoff. I'm sorry, Jesse. I'm just worried about Joey. How long does it take to say, Patty, I never want to see you again? Don't worry about it. I just hope he doesn't fall back under her spell. <laughs> see? Nothing to worry about. So now we go to the girls who are still sadly handcuffed together. They are looking out the doorway of the bathroom, making sure the coast is clear. There is a baby gate at the top of the stairs, which makes sense because Michelle is still young. The last thing you want her to do is topple down the stairs and get injured. So they're just trying to get to their room without being seen, which is good for them because Jesse... And Danny are downstairs figuring out taxes. Joey's with Patty. They got the whole upstairs to themselves. <laughs> they duck inside, shut the door, like, oh, we made it. And Kim says, hi, guys. Oh, DJ and Stephanie scream. Wah! So the most important question, of course, is, did you get the key? The way that Kim is like, mm, no. Like, she, because she's not the one who's handcuffed. DJ and Stephanie are. And Kimmy, the way that she's like, no. Like, she doesn't have a care in the world. Like, it's not a priority for her, basically. And both DJ and Stephanie are like, no, as in you didn't get it. Are you so Oh, my gosh, Kimmy. We're never letting you over here again, ever. The key is in Reno with my brother. But the good news is he'll be back tomorrow morning to pick up his unemployment check. Okay, so I take it her older brother, this has got to be Garth. We'd never hear Jimmy because he doesn't exist at this point. <laughs> so she got an unemployed brother for the time being who blows his unemployment check because he lives at home with his parents. He blows it on casinos. He goes to Reno, works the slots, the craps table, blackjack, you have it, you name it. He's, he's, he's blowing it. He's blowing through it. Yes. So, and that means in season four, her brother's working at the uh, Excelsior Hotel as a bellhop. I remember that. And then in season six, he started, he was working at the Piercing Palace because Kimmy got that ear gun for to pierce Stephanie's ears. Oh, Kimmy, <laughs> as Danny knocks on the door, girls, Kimmy's like, please, please don't get me in trouble. 
I'm like, Kimmy, you're in trouble just by association. You got us into this mess. This is all on you. We should not feel guilty about getting you in trouble. Is she worried that's going to happen? Her parents aren't even home. And her brother's off gambling his unemployment check away. So they decide to jump in the bed so that way Danny won't see their arms are connected by handcuffs. Kimmy stalls Danny because Danny comes in and Kimmy immediately wraps arms around his, his middle saying, Oh, Mr. Tanner, I just had to come by and give you a goodnight hug. Yeah, he looks at her like, dang, girl, what's wrong with you? And he's like, he pats her, her, her back like, oh, thank you, Kimmy. Oh, your mom called. I don't know why, but she wants you home. What the? Oh, Danny and Kimmy's jabs back and forth. They're just as good as, uh. As Kimmy and Stephanie's. That would be another comparison. That would be fun to throw out, um, like, comparing Kimmy and Danny's back and forth jabs with Kimmy and Stephanie's. And also Michelle and Gia's, even though there aren't many. I just think that would be fun. Kimmy says, I'll see you in the morning. And DJ says, you better. <laughs> We're going to have issues, girl. So Danny goes over to DJ's bed and like, why are you girls in the same bed? I've never seen you do this before. This is weird. They chalk it up to, well, I love my little sis. And I love my big sis. And he's like, you know what? You see, I told you. I always told you that this would happen. As you get older, you're going to go grow closer and closer. And I love how DJ's like, <laughs> Dad, we couldn't be as close as as possibly close as we are right now. <laughs> you have no idea. Dad, we couldn't get any closer than we are right now. So, the set department, I see we do have the George Michael poster. We got Janet Jackson. We have, because DJ's still in the horses at this point, because it is season two. They took a horse folder, you know, the kind you'd get, like, when you're going back to school shopping, and there's all these you know, folders, two-sided folders with, like, horses and puppies or kittens and weird, you know, you know, basketball things and football for the boys and all that stuff. They got a horse two-sided folder and they tacked it to the wall like a poster. And it's like, that is not a poster, that is a folder. Danny's like, all right, well, good night, girls. And good night. And he's just like, ah, oh, this is so sweet. DJ, of course, has a collection of horses on the dresser. There's one, two, three, four, five. She's obsessed with horses. I think even when she moves to Michelle's old room and makes it her own, I think there is at least a horse figurine. Did you say, like, hey, remember back in season two, even though this is season eight, and DJ liked horses? So Danny closes the door if he turns off the light. DJ pulls her arm out and says, this is a nightmare. DJ pulls back the covers and Stephanie asks, well, what now? And DJ's like, well, I, I guess we basically just go to sleep. I mean, what else can we really do? Stephanie, you use the bathroom right so you don't have to go again tonight, please. Okay, good. The sooner we go to sleep, the sooner morning will come, the sooner Kimmy will get here. I'm with Steph. I can't sleep on my back either, honestly. I'm a side sleeper. So Stephanie rolls over on top of DJ. And DJ is like, you are not doing this. You've got to be kidding me, Stephanie. 
says, she says, no way. So now Stephanie's on the left and DJ's on the right. It's like, okay, are you settled? And Stephanie says, yes, are you settled? And it's like, yes, good night. Oh, for heaven's sake, pumpkin. Stephanie says, DJ? And DJ asks, what? I think I drank too much lemonade after dinner. Oh my, you just, you literally just left the bathroom. What in the world? You were in there, you had an opportunity to go, you should have went. I'm like, too much, too, sweetie, you gotta hold it. You gotta hold it for like 12 hours because I'm sure it's like 8 o'clock at night. Like, well, good thing they don't have school the next day because how are they gonna manage to do that? Yeah, she would have told me that. I'm like, tough, Stephanie, hold it. So your worries, girl. Oh, Mr. Tanner, I've had to come by and give you a good night hug. Thank you, Kimmy. Oh, your mom called. I don't know why, but she wants you home. I'll see you in the morning. You better. Why are you two in the same bed? I love my little sis. And I love my big sis. You see, I always told you this would happen. As you get older, you're going to grow closer and closer. Dad... We couldn't get any closer than we are right now. <laughs> Good night, girl. Good night. This is so sweet. This is a nightmare. What now? I guess we go to sleep. <laughs> DJ, I can't sleep on my back. <laughs> no. No way. Sarah, are you settled? Yes, are you settled? Yes, good night. Good night. DJ? What? I think I drank too much lemonade after dinner. So Danny is doing Uncle Joseph doing Jesse's taxes. Michelle's hanging out there with him. Oh, don't let her play with that adding machine. He's like, can you help me add all these numbers? No. She's going to just hit buttons, and then she's going to mess it all up. Oh, he just had her hit the equal button. Okay. Because <laughs> he asked, do you know how smart you are, Michelle? And she's a daddy smart, too. Daddy smart, too. Got a witness in the room. Well, you have the memory. <laughs> What? That, why did they have to be up all night? I'm like, Danny, here you go. Deal with my receipts. I'm going to bed. You want to do this anyway. This is your thing. I'll see you in the a.m. Danny says, Jesse, I'm about to make you a very happy man. According to your short form, you were getting back easily $352 tax refund by doing the short form. But now since you've done the long form, you are now entitled to, thank you for using the long form, pay the government $48.17. I'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. Luckily, nothing's been set in stone. They're just writing stuff down. Not a big deal. 
I would like, no, I want the $352 refund by using the short form. In fact, I would be like, you know what? You don't know if Danny made a mistake. I, he's not an accountant. Take it to a professional. Not to mention, he and Joey own that business together. They probably should be doing that together. And Jesse is like, I have to pay? I've been up all night with you. Haven't I paid enough? I'd be like, uh-uh, no. I gotta pay $48, so I'm not getting $352 back? Uh, no, 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 no. We are, this is not happening. I would have been like, no. You messed up. I'm taking it to a professional. This that would, that it's a lot of $352.89? That's a lot of money. Chelsea, don't worry, be happy. Joey comes in after hanging out with Patri uh, Patty all night. And he starts singing, love, love, everywhere there's love. Love is here, love is there. Love is even hiding under the chair. Jesse's got a smile on his face and Danny is just like, oh, give me a break. Because Jesse asks, were you out all night, young man? He continues singing, saying, yes, I was, yes, I was, yes, I was. After Danny asks, were you with Patty? Well, who else do you think he would be with? And Jesse's like, hey, Pavarotti, wait up, I want some details. Michelle slides her hand across the coffee table, shoving everything off of it. She says, all clean. And Danny says, oh, I've created a monster. And then Michelle starts doing Frankenstein arms and going after Danny. It's cute. Okay, Michelle, it's time to finish Uncle Jesse's taxes. Now, can you help me add up all these numbers? Do you know how smart you are? Daddy smart, too. Daddy smart, too. And not a witness in the room. Danny, are we done yet? We've been up all night. Jesse, I am about to make you a very happy man. According to your short form, you are getting back a measly $352 tax refund. But thanks to using the long form, you are now entitled to pay the government $48.17. I have to pay? I've been up all night with you. Haven't I paid enough? taught you well, but I think I've created a monster. Oh, no. No, no, it's the monster. So, yeah, it was just basically a night of going down memory lane. They went to their old hangouts. They talked about all their old friends. She laughed at all my old jokes. 
And Josie says, I've heard your old jokes. She must be in love with you. Danny comes in already lecturing Joey, saying, hey, Joey, listen, all right? There's millions of fish in the sea. I've picked the fish that is going to break your heart. Joey doesn't want to hear it. He's in denial. He's like, Danny, look, I'm back with Patty, okay? It feels great. Why can't you be happy for me? And Danny says, uh, all right, you know what, Joey, you're right. Maybe I have been a little down on this whole thing. I just, I don't want to see you hurt again. Jesse's like a little down on this thing. Danny, don't you remember the yanking out of the, uh, the invisible heart, throwing it on the ground, and then doing the stomping dance with the, the snapping of the fingers? Yeah. I can imagine, I mean, the first time that happened, Danny probably had to really console Joey and really work him through that heartache. Like, I don't want you to have to go through that. Don't you remember what she did to you? Because you you seem to be just misguided in the, and you just, you're getting pulled back under again by her, by her spell. She only wants you because she doesn't have any other options because she just got out of a relationship and she just wants to go down memory lane with you. He says, don't worry. Danny, this time I'm going to do it right. I'm I'm cooking Patty dinner, and I'm going to be Mr. Romance. You're cooking? Joey, I think you need to order in. Go get Olive Garden or something. But he thinks, like, that is one of go that's what's going to pull her in. It's the fact that she was looking for romance last time, and he was just too off-the-wall goofy, who didn't know when to stop telling jokes and be serious. So it's like, well, that's what she was missing last time from me. So it seems like if I, I do this and I'm Mr. Romance, she'll she'll want me again. Like, no, she's using you. Jesse, of course, says, well, I mean, actually, that name's already taken. Sorry, Joey. We got Stephanie and DJ coming in to have Mr. Bear between them to hide where their hands are handcuffed together. Like, oh, hey, girls, what do you want for breakfast? DJ said, oh, we just came to say, you know, we're, we're not hungry. Danny said, well, wait a minute, girls, come back here. Aren't you wearing the same clothes you were wearing yesterday? And, of course, they pull an ace out of their sleeve because they also said, well, wait a minute, Joey's wearing what he wore with that suit. We saw him wearing that yesterday. <laughs> oh, Stephanie calls him out because she's like, yeah, so is Joey. He's wearing the same clothes as yesterday and joey says well uh that's because i had so much fun with them yesterday i decided to wash them and wear them again and stephanie and dj are like yes we did the same thing <laughs> he says i woke up early washed them and put them on put them back on again uh-huh here comes kimmy she's like oh hey tanners dj bad news my brother's staying in reno for a week yeah she's like my brother's staying in reno for a week how much is he getting in unemployment money? He must have won big at the casino and he's able to stay. Stephanie's had enough. She lashes out. She's like, you can't get the key? Let me at her. Danny is just like, I paused over. He's like, whoa, he is surprised. Like his daughters are handcuffed together. Kimmy, did you handcuff my daughters together? And Kimmy says, oh, wow, nothing gets by you. Of course. Jesse knows all about them. He's like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. No problem, Danny. Look, these are magic cuffs, okay? I know all about that. I had some when I was a kid. 
Okay, they need to pick up Mr. Bear off the floor because uh, he's going to get stepped on. So it's like, very simple. I need an assistant. Of course, I'm sure Michelle raises her hand. Me, me, me. Nope. Uh, you. Kimmy, come here. Put your hand under here. Let me put this apron over the handcuffs here. Oh, Danny's the one. <laughs> Just because I need an assistant and Danny's the one that raises his hand. Well, Danny's been up all night. He's not thinking clearly. It's like, not you, Kimmy. Kimmy, put your hands under this apron. He says, oh, we place an apron over the handcuffs and the lovely and talented Miss Gibbler sticks her hands under her. And abracadabra, he pulls the apron off. The girls are free and Kimmy has now got the handcuffs on her wrists. And Kimmy is like, hey, this isn't funny. Get these off. And Jesse's like, girls, what do you think? Nah. Like, we just went through a night of insanity. Because we both were handcuffed together. You got the handcuffs on your wrist. Which, honestly, she looks like she could... Her, her wrists are small enough that she probably could even pull her wrists out of there. This isn't funny. Get these off. I don't know, girl. Should I take them off? Nah. No. Michelle's like, nah. She says, sorry, babe. And she says, wait, don't go. I'm stuck. I'm like, well, not our problem. Bye. Maybe you can call your brother in Reno to come and get you the, the hand, give you the handcuff key. Oh, wait, he's staying there for another week. Oh, maybe you should call uh, 911 and have them come and do that for you. Although it's not really an emergency, so I don't know if they're going to make it a priority. Sorry, Kimmy. I'm looking at Danny like, help me. And Danny says, boy, nothing gets by you. Kimmy, you started this ball rolling. Now you got to... Yeah. She doesn't have the full use of her hand. I mean, she does in a way compared to being handcuffed to another person. Then Patty and I went back to all our old hangouts. We talked about all our old friends. <laughs> she laughed at all my old jokes. I've heard your old jokes. She must be in love with you. <laughs> Joey, listen, there's millions of fish in the sea. Why pick the fish that you know is going to break your heart? Danny, I'm back with Patty. It feels great. Now, why can't you just be happy for me? Well, maybe I have been a little down on this whole thing. A little? Don't you remember? <laughs> I'm sorry, Joey. I just don't want to see you get hurt again. Don't worry. This time I'm going to do it right. Tonight, I'm cooking Patty dinner, and I am going to be Mr. Romance. Well, actually, that... Name's taken already. <laughs> oh, hey, girls. What do you want for breakfast? Uh, we just came to say that we're not hungry. Girls, wait a minute. Come here. You're wearing the exact same clothes you were wearing yesterday. Says Joey. <laughs> well, that's because I had so much fun in them yesterday that I woke up early, washed them, and put them back on again. Us, too. DJ, bad news. My brother's staying in Reno for a week. You can't get the cake! Kimmy, did you handcuff my daughters together? Boy, nothing gets by you. All right, no problem. Those are magic cuffs. Had them when I was a kid. Very simple. I'll need an assistant. 
Not you, Kimmy. <laughs> now we simply place an ordinary apron over the handcuffs, and the lovely and talented Miss Gibbler sticks her hands under. And. Abracadabra! All right! <laughs> hey, this isn't funny. Get these off. Tough. Mm, I don't know, girl. Should I take them off? Mm -hmm. Nah. Nothing gets by you. So, Joey planned a romantic dinner for two out in the backyard. They got a table with a red and white gingham checkered tablecloth. They got wine in a little basket. They got a bread basket. They got candles they got a one single rose they got plates with bread and spaghetti and they are toasting to their romance with wine joey says may the magic of this moment live forever she says oh how sweet and she says oh do you know what this spaghetti reminds me of let me guess the lady and the tramp the movie or lady and the tramp he doesn't guess it first. She's like, come on, remember? And he's like, well, that's a little silly, don't you think? And she's like, oh, for old times' sake. So he's trying to be serious and romantic because that's what he thinks that she wanted. For yeah, she wanted that from him ten years ago, apparently. But now she just wants him to be his, his go the goofy self that she remembers. He's like, well, Lady and the Tramp was the most romantic cartoon ever made. This is this is gross in my opinion. I don't find this romantic. I don't find it cute. I just find it disgusting. Two people sharing a piece of spaghetti. I wouldn't even want to do that with my husband. I'm sorry. I love him to death, but I just, I, I don't want to share a, a strand of pasta that's been in my mouth and that's going into his mouth or vice versa. It's just, it's not appealing to me. Lady and the Tramp is the only acceptable version of that being done. I've seen this being done in other TV shows or movies, and I'm just like, no thank you. That is something that if you're going to do it, you better really know the person, too. <laughs> you're not just going to do that with anybody, but I mean, mm, no, no thank you. I mean, I'll share a drink with my husband with a, the same straw, but I'm not gonna suck down a spaghetti noodle that's been in his mouth that's nasty so joey is thinking that she's all for this because he takes her hand and she, this girl's got a wild streak she's got a crazy wild side about her and it's it's scary she's like let's streak let's do it let's just run through the neighborhood without her clothes it's like it's girl you are 30 years old. You are not a 19-year-old college student. I wouldn't even recommend doing that then. She really wants to go down memory lane. Like, let's streak. Let's just take a and run through your neighborhood. No, because you'll get arrested. He's like, I could run through the streets with my clothes not on. Yeah, he tells her these people have a neighborhood watch program, okay? I'm going to wind up arrested. Not to mention, you pull that today, your odds are you're going to probably also wind up on the the SO list. Yeah. 
You don't want to wind up on the SO list. Trust me, it's... I don't think it's something that anyone would ever want or wish for in their lives. That is... Your life would be destroyed, I'm sure. She says, I have a better idea. Food fine. She starts chucking bread rolls at him. And he's like, Patty, what, what are you doing? I made a nice dinner for us both. And here you're throwing this food that, I mean, I didn't make it, but I ordered it. What is, I mean, girl, what is wrong with you? You are a grown adult. You just came out of a 10-year marriage. And now you want to pretend like we're in, because, yeah, they're going to all the old places that they went to, and all that's all she wants. That is all she wants is just going down memory lane. She is not looking in any shape or form for a relationship with Joey. She doesn't want to date him. She just wants to have a, a, a trip down memory lane that she can cling to until she eventually finds someone else that will... She'll drag down the aisle. Gosh. She's chucking. She is chucking hard as a rock rolls at Joey's face. Like hitting him right in the head. Like, Patty, Patty, stop it. Good thing I didn't make baked potatoes. Girl, what is... I'm like, I'm 30. How old are you supposed to be? Because you sure are not acting like a 30-year-old. Yeah, he asked, oh, Patty, I thought you wanted me to be romantic. And she's like, yeah, but that was 10 years ago. I came back for the same old crazy Joey. Um, it's been 10 years. Some people do tend to mature over that time. <laughs> Just like Carrie Fowler. Expects things to be the same after 10 years. Expects the person not to change to be the same and pick up right where you left off. Yeah, she's like, that was 10 years ago, Joey. I don't care about that anymore. I came back for the old, the crazy, old crazy Joey. The one who used to make me laugh. Yeah, he says, there's no old crazy Joey. There's only this Joey. He's like, she says, come on, you're still the same guy that always made me laugh. No, I am not the same guy. She says, yes, she, she needs him to be that so badly. Because she's like, yes, you are. He says, no, I'm not. You don't know anything about this, Joey. You don't know anything about me. Or what I've been doing in the last 10 years. He's grown up. Why haven't you? We can't all live in the past. We can't all be our college-age self or high school self when we're 30. Eventually, you have to grow up. He says, I work in advertising. I'm raising three little girls. I have a whole new life now. One that you are not a part of. And she's looking at him like she doesn't even know him. She's like, why are you getting so upset? I'm like, why do you think he's getting upset? Because now you're the one who's not taking anything seriously. Are you insane woman? She says... I thought we were falling in love again. Wow, is this one-sided or what? I mean, I they are both at two different points in their lives. Ten years ago, she wanted someone who was romantic and serious. He wanted to be, his, you know, his goofy self. Ten years later, she wants goofy, silly Joey, and he is the serious type. It's like, you guys are ten years off of where you originally wanted to be. Girl, you need to... 
I don't know what. <laughs> I don't know. She's got she she's fresh from a divorce and she's rebounding. And she's rebounding with her ex from college. She's got a lot of stuff going on. She needs to sort herself out before she jumps into a relationship. Joey was just looking at this like she's come back because she wants a second chance with me. That's what this is. That's not what this is. And I just, I, I just like Danny said, I don't want you to get hurt again. But Joey handles his, himself very well. He sees this for exactly what it is. And he says, I don't think we're falling in love. We're falling in love with the memories that we shared together. Well, after she says that, I thought we were falling in love again. And he says, so did I. But I think what we're falling in love with is the memories that we have. Honestly, if you think about it, that is all they have is 10 years ago in college. That is all they have to go on. They have nothing new. They are two totally different people at two different places in their life. Joey does not need this in his life. He does not need this distraction. He does not need this toxic, problematic woman who needs to really sort herself out first before she jumps into a relationship. You know what this reminds me of? Because they agree to start over. You want to know what this reminds me of? And it makes me laugh because it was so sad. A weak attempt. If you've seen the OC season one, there's a Valentine's Day episode where Ryan Atwood's getting back with his ex after I don't know what was going on with him and Marissa Cooper. And Marissa says, why don't we just start over again? Hi, I'm Marissa Cooper. You are? And her hand is extended like she's waiting for him to take hold and kind of do this reintroducement. And he's just looking at her like, what are you doing? I don't want to do that. She's like, oh, I'm Marissa Cooper. You go to Harbor, right? You, how ridiculous that sounds. I want to, I'm going to, I'm going to see about seeing if I can play that because I just, I'm laughing at it because it's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, he, he even tells her, like, all we have is our past. And she asks, well, what about our future? Joey, we're getting a second chance. Oh my god! Oh, oh my god! Exact words. They took this dialogue and used it in season four for Carrie Fowler. She says, Jesse, this is our second chance. You're not gonna break your promise to me, are you? This is just like that, 100% like that. Thank goodness Danny didn't date anybody before Pam. Whew. Can you imagine? Now that's a scenario I don't want to see. She says, Joey, we're getting a second chance. And then she adds, only this time we could have a happy ending. I'm like, girl, the reason you had a, a garbage ending before was because of you. You chose to leave him. He didn't choose that. He didn't want that. Stop acting like this whole, we could have a happy ending this time around is because of anything he did. Joey, come on, man. You're stronger than that. Because he's like, I, I know. Joey tells her, Patty, you came into my life just like I dreamed you would. And he says, it should be perfect, but it's not. And he speaks some truth here. He says, let's face it, we really don't know each other. That's right, you don't. You were like kids. You were like college kids when you dated. What did you know about her? Nothing. 
And a person can change a lot in 10 years. I don't mean physically. I mean also personality-wise. Because you're kind of coming into your own a little bit after 10 years. At least I like to think you are. Like, I would think in 10 years... Once you're 30, the personality you have is pretty much, that's pretty much going to be how it is. And how your outlook and everything like that. I think that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. <laughs> it takes her a second. She's like, it's almost like it just dawned on, on her now. Like, yeah, like, wow, Joe, you're, you're right about that. We really don't know each other. She says, I, I guess you're right. And he says, you know, but in a way, I mean, it's still a happy ending. I got to say things that I needed to say, and I got to hear things that I wanted to hear. He finally got that off his chest. All the things that he was feeling when she dropped him, he finally got to tell her, like, do you have any idea how much you hurt me? I wanted to spend the rest of my life with you. And the thing is, looking back now, he's thinking, yeah, I didn't really know this person that I was just so determined to want to spend the that's the thing it just seems like when you're younger those are my emotions everything is just so big and so heightened everything is like all or nothing back then if I don't have this one thing or if I am not with this person for the rest of my life then it's like it's the end of the world and Joey says and now when I think back about us I can feel good about it because, yeah, he ended things on his terms. It's like, I finally get to say what I needed to say back then. And I can feel good about myself for finally having... Yeah, he basically, he wants that closure with her. So he can kind of finally shut that door in. It's just the same with Jesse. Wanting that closure with... Which he hadn't even given her a second thought in ten years until she showed up on his answering machine. The, the way she's just like, like, oh man, I really wanted this to just, I wanted to have someone fun to hang out with and not have a commit, not have to make a commitment to, because she did that already. She did that for 10 years. She just wants to have fun and have a good time. She's like, all of a sudden I feel like we're, we're strangers. It looks like she is looking for an exit to get out of there. He says, well, I mean, we're standing here in front of two plates of spaghetti that are getting cold. Why don't we sit down and enjoy each other's company and maybe get to know each other again? And she's like, okay. He's like, ah, okay. He pulls out the chair for her. and So he she puts his hand out for her to shake. Hi, I'm Joey Gladstone. And she says, Patricia Fogarty. Again, what the, why are you waiting two beats between the first and the last name? Like, Patricia Fogarty. And he says, well, Patricia Fogarty, nice to meet you. Do you uh, like Italian food? And she says, yes, I do. And this looks delicious. And he says, you know, the great part about it is if they don't deliver it within a half hour, it's free. Is it like what? what I don't know. Can that, uh, a business really? <laughs> I don't think they can have a 30 minute time limit anymore when it comes to uh, deliveries especially when they got so many deliveries usually when I order a pizza and we'll say anywhere between I'd say 35 40 minutes to an hour especially if they're backed up Joey again does his Popeye impression and that's pretty much how we end the, this episode may the magic of this moment live forever oh how sweet
You know what this spaghetti reminds me of? Come on, remember? Come on. That's a little silly, don't you think? Oh, for all time's sake. Well, Lady and the Tramp was the most romantic cartoon ever made. <laughs> sure. <laughs> through the streets naked. These people have a neighborhood watch program. I have a better idea. Food fight. Patty. 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 Good thing I didn't make baked potatoes. Patty, I thought you wanted me to be romantic. It was ten years ago. I came back for the old crazy Joey. There's no old crazy Joey. There's only this Joey. Come on. You're still the same guy that always made me laugh. No, I am not the same guy. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. You don't know anything about this, Joey. I work in advertising. I'm raising three little girls. I have a whole new life now. Why are you getting so upset? I thought we were falling in love again. Well, so did I. But I think we're falling in love with the memories. Patty, let's face it, all we have is our past. What about our future? Joey, we're getting a second chance. Mm. Only this time we could have a happy ending. I know. Patty, you came back into my life just like I dreamed you would. It should be perfect, but it's not. Let's face it, we really don't know each other. Yeah. Yes, you're right. But in a way, it's still a happy ending. I got to say things that I needed to say, and I got to hear things that I wanted to hear. And now when I think back about us, I can feel good about it. All of a sudden, I feel like we're strangers. Well, we're standing here in front of two plates of spaghetti that are getting cold. Why don't we sit down and enjoy this beautiful dinner and get to know each other? Okay. 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 I'm Joey Gladstone. Hi. Patricia Fogarty. Patricia Fogarty. Nice to meet you. Do you like uh, Italian food? Yes, I do. Mm. This looks delicious. Mm -hmm. You know, the great part about it is, is that if they don't deliver it within a half hour, it's free. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> so, yeah, the first scene I'm going to play is... Carrie comes in, Jesse's up there with a different band. The only member I think that is uh, of the Rippers is Gary, who's been there since the very beginning. And the way that Jesse just stops singing when he sees his ex-girlfriend Carrie in the doorway. And, well, in the fact, look, no, he's singing. And then Ham, who's singing next to Jesse, is like, nudge him like, hey, it's Carrie, it's Carrie, man. It's like, what? And what irritates me the most is the fact that his bandmates all know that he's engaged. So why are they encouraging this? Because they're the quote-unquote hottest couple of, 
I'm guessing Bayview 1980. I'm t but it's just, why would you encourage this? You know he's engaged, but, and even this, they have not spoken in 10 years, just like Joey and Patty Fogarty. So he's just catching like, oh, so you've been in Europe this whole time. She's like, yeah. And she says, it's so great that we finally can reconnect again after all this time. It's so nice to see you. And then it starts drifting into, yeah, he's like, oh, did I tell you that I mentioned I'm engaged? Because I, I am a very happy, engaged guy. Like, people see me on the street like, oh, that guy's a happy, engaged guy. And her response to this is, but you're not married yet, right? Like, him being engaged doesn't do anything. It's not a stop sign in her eyes. She is just latching onto the fact that they made a promise 10 years ago that they'll go, he'll do his music thing. She'll do his mo her modeling career in Europe. They'll come back whenever they do and they'll uh, in reconnect. And she even brings up like, this is our second chance. You're not going to back out on your promise. It's like, girl, he is basically engaged to be engaged. He is, engaged practically he almost eloped with her that's how serious this is and it just it angers me so she honestly again i say she's worse than patty fogarty patty fogarty at least accepted that as joey says i think what we're falling in love with we're not falling in love again but we're falling in love with the memories but carrie's just a hundred percent just ugh. Because she doesn't even see, again, I'm repeating myself, but here we go. Me. 
There's only one way to find out. Carrie. It was a wonderful kiss. Yeah, it made me think of all the great times we had together. But Carrie, it made me realize that everything we have is in the past. So it's really over. It's really over. Well, I needed to know. <laughs> me too. Thanks for the dance. Bye, Jesse. And again, comparing Joey's situation with Patty Fogarty, with Jesse and Carrie, Jesse even does say what we had is in the past. And she's like, I guess I got my answer. Okay, I guess it's really over. It's like, girl, it's been over. It's been over for a decade, sweetie. Because she's like, oh, it doesn't feel like it's over. It's like, what have you been hanging on to for 10 years? I mean, if you look at Patty Fogarty's situation, she just, she'd been married for 10 years and she just got out of a divorce. So she's, both of these ladies are falling back into old habits of like, hey, let me go look up my old college boyfriend or my old high school boyfriend after a decade. Do you know how much can change in 10 years? Or even five years for a lot can change. In the course of a decade, let me tell you, a lot. Okay, so the next scene here that I'm going to play, and it's just, it's funny that when Joey mentioned, hey, why don't we start over and just reintroduce ourselves, like I said, this reminded me of season one of the OC, episode 19, The Heartbreak. If you're familiar with the show, if you're not, Ryan... Atwood and Marissa Cooper live next door to each other. They've been kind of in and out of a relationship. Now they're kind of on the outs. She comes up to him at a charity Valentine's Day gala and says, hey, do you think maybe we could start over? And she actually introduces herself. And I'm just, it's very cringeworthy. And Ryan is just like, look, I, I see what you're doing here, but I just, I can't do this. So here we go. what honestly if joey had said that to patty fogarty over the phone and you're just like hey look i know what you're trying to do sorry but i just i can't divulge <laughs> i can't uh, entertain what you're trying to throw at me so sorry and then boom you hang up or you just like 
you don't even have to answer the phone. No, just because you dated this person 10 years ago does not mean that you have to pick up the phone when they call out of the blue. I mean, come on. She broke his heart. I'm referring to Patricia breaking Patty's heart. So, yeah, he, in my mind, does not owe her anything. He doesn't owe her an exploit. He doesn't even have to listen to her. I'm just, mm. Drive me I hate it, hate it, hate it. So, but anyway, again, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. I will be back next week with Season 3's Joey and Stacy, and oh yeah, Jesse in the Joey's Ladies series for the month of February. If you guys want to email the podcast, you can do so at omhcfhfhpodcast at gmail.com. If you need to, I always put the email description or email in address in the episode description on SoundCloud. Also, you can get a hold of me through the Facebook page. Just type in Full House Podcast or Fuller House Podcast. The only land to Holy Chalupas Podcast will pop up. Leave me your Full House memories. Any ideas if you have for if. Full House would have seen a season 9 or 10, or a Fuller House would have seen a season 6, 7, or 8. So, bye-bye, everyone.